and welcome to the Pumping Irony Podcast. This is a podcast where three friends living in Columbia, Maryland talk about things we like and dislike. My name is Tim. I'm Russ. I'm Nick. And I'm Emma. Wait. Oh, that's four. Yeah, what happened to Andrew? What'd you guys do to Andrew? <laughs> yeah, so uh, we have special guests. You've heard Nick before on this podcast, but now joining us, our first female co-host ever. And guest. the first person outside of Columbia. That's true, yes. Oh my gosh. Emma <laughs> is not our friend, and she doesn't live in Columbia, so <laughs> <laughs> she's here anyway. All of the rules. Yeah. So this is Emma, Nick's girlfriend. Hello. Um, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Actually, yeah. I think Nick is Emma's boyfriend. Is how oh, there goes. you go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's older. <laughs> so, so she comes first. All right, so this is episode 19, and um, like I said, we talk about things we like and dislike. We go around first, talk about things we like, then we'll take a short break, and we'll come back and talk about things we dislike. And starting off this episode is Russ. Oh, it's me. Okay. Yes. I forgot. Anyway, um... <laughs> All right, uh, we, Nick and I and the rest of our family just went to a family reunion, and at the family reunion, we played a game that I want to talk about. Okay. It's it's a great party game. It's called Wits and Wagers. Ooh. Or as my mom mispronounced it when she first saw it, Wits and Waggers. <laughs> so, of course, it became Wits and Waggers for the rest of the, the reunion. Really dogs? Yeah. <laughs> Mom did this cute little wagging of her butt after ah. she realized that she had said it wrong. Anyway, <laughs> um, the the premise of this game is that you don't have to be good at trivia in order to, to win it. So sort of like that Trivial Pursuit game we've played yes. where you bet on other people's answers. Uh-huh. The same way you bet on the answers here. So it's it's uh, somebody reads a question and the question always has a number answer. So it's either like a year or a number of miles, or uh, pounds, or okay. whatever. So, um, like one of the questions we got was, "How much does a pound, uh, or how much is a pound? How much does a gallon of whole milk weigh?" Oh, that's a good. So, everybody has has little cards with. Um, I say five pounds with dry erase markers. So you all write your answer without anybody else seeing it. Okay. And you hand it to the person asking the question, and then they arrange it from smallest answer to largest answer, and puts it down on this pad of this kind of. Uh, a betting thing. It's okay. got it's got seven spaces, so you can have up to seven players. It actually's got eight spaces. Um, you can have up to seven players. So they put it from highest answer down to lowest answer, and then there's also a space that says bit, you know, less than lowest answer. Oh, okay. So then you go around and you each bet two chips, and you can bet them both on yours, both on somebody else's. You can split your bets, whatever. And depending on, it's kind of it kind of makes a bell curve. So depending on the stuff in the middle is like pays two to one if you're right. Uh, stuff on the outside pays five oh, to one. Wow! This so is a real gambling game. It is. A, it's a gambling game, but it's it's very cool because your mind goes through all the psychological stuff. Uh-huh. You know, like well, I was pretty sure of the answer, like you said, five pounds. That that's kind of what I said. Uh-huh. But then I saw other people's answers and I started to doubt. Wait, maybe it's more. I don't know. Maybe it's you know. But there's some people who are way less. I know it's not less, but I think it's more. So you, you go Did you all sit there with sunglasses on and not looking at each other and yes, like you yeah. know, <laughs> no tells or anything like that? So Well first kind of we, gun under the table. First we started playing it where, you know, everybody just puts their chips out at the same time. But then later we decided what we need to do is you take one chip and then you go around the table. So one person oh, okay. puts a chip yeah, on yeah. and then the next person and then really and then you get around so and you do your second, more of a psychological you game. Get your second chip after yeah. everybody so it turned out to be more fun that way. But it's it's really great. After seven rounds 
the game is over. So it's it's a short game. Okay. It's like maybe twenty minutes, uh-huh. maybe even less. You don't have to be smart, you know. Huge Dragon Rage, though. Like right? uh, Nick, what was the one you had? Um, like way out. Oh, it was. I'm sorry. I'm gonna show how <laughs> I was ge- gonna geographically challenged you are. Okay. So one of the questions please. was, how far is the USSR from Alaska? Okay. So you know, I was like, I don't know. I know it's close. I know Sarah Palin thought. Yeah, like I thought that. twenty miles, fifty miles, something like that. Nick put. 3,333 miles. <laughs> well, if you, if you fly the wrong way, it is. I believe it's at, at the closest point, but okay. That's what I was thinking about. So, even though my son is geographically challenged, um, he could still make money by seeing right. that everybody else is, was even wager on that. See, I, but you you have a certain color designated to you, so it was still there. I couldn't hide the fact that that right. was my answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> your your answer out there. Yeah, everybody knows who your see. answer, what your answer is. But, uh, scoff at. But I, I just found it a really fun game. Oh, and the the answer to that one is actually two point five miles. Wow. So that's there close. Is, there is one island that's you know right there. Anyway. Now, how so, heavy is a gallon of milk? Do you remember that? And how heavy a gallon of milk is eight point six pounds. Oh, okay. Wow, so, that's pretty. Yeah, every really thought. So it looked it looked like you know there were there were a good maybe a hundred or or hundred fifty cards. So you could play this for a while before yeah, you run out. And there yeah. there were more than one question. On there each were two. Card. On each. There were two questions on each card. Okay. Wait, were there? And then I'm sure there I'm sure there are expansions. You know, you could buy more cards if if you run out. But probably make your own cards. And make your own cards. Make your they own should, questions. Whatever you could look it up. They should release an expansion that is entirely dog themed cards called Wits With and Wags because I would buy that. That would be a good idea. So like uh, who brought this game? Just it, it was uh, my sister Diane. Okay. So um, and her soon be ex husband said your family would love this and he was right oh, okay. so he gave it to her yeah. he's a big game player so, so have you looked online at what what the cost of yeah it it's is like uh, thirty like between thirty so and thirty five dollars yeah you get it on Amazon so it's yeah it was a lot of fun and oh actually I see Woods and Waggers Woods and Waggers I'm still gonna call yeah. it that <laughs> Deluxe Edition twenty three forty nine it's so. not bad at all yeah not bad at all so but it was yeah it was. It was great fun. How many times did you guys um, play it? Oh, I played it personally. I only played it once, four or five times, oh, okay. and I didn't know it was being played when I wasn't even there. So it was a great game. So lots, yeah. lots of people played it. Yeah. You know, can anything from if, as long as some person can write, you mm-hmm. know, they could play it. So. Oh, okay. So I have a higher chance at at least scoring right. that one. That would be a good one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like I said, because you don't have to. You just have to be a little. Little tactical uh, you right. know, wagering. Yeah, and I feel like with the Trivial Pursuit game we have, uh, I think it's like Trivial Pursuit. Bet you know it. Um, yeah. I feel like they were going for something like that, um, but all but usually it still run, ends up being someone who actually knows the answers gets a runaway win. No right. What. Yeah, and this yeah. one I think it's a more even. Thing. It definitely yeah. is a more even because you can have it right. All well, the person if if you get the question right, you get three three chips. Oh, okay. So so there is a. Or if you get closest to you don't have to close, get it right. Well, it's, cl- yeah, it's closest without going over. Okay. So like price, price is right style. Is right, yeah. So if somebody said 8.7 pounds for the gallon of milk, and somebody said 5, and those were the, oh. you know, the person with 5 would win it if yeah. those were the two, you know, in between. So yeah. it was like price is right. Which does even add another layer of strategy. Cause you, right, because there's you know, one that's like less oh, than the highest. There's a whole bunch of answers that could be between this one and this one, yeah. so I should bet on the lower one because I have more of a chance. And right, so yeah. So it's, it's kind of fun, yeah. There's a lot of strategy like going with it, so... It sounds fun. Yeah, it is. So it'd be a good good youth group game, I yeah. think. So 
Okay, well, we'll try it. Wits with and wine. wagers. Wagers. You're probably mispronouncing it, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> like squishy toes, squishy toes. Yeah. Hearing oh, yeah. It, <laughs> it just right, became it's, that. It really it's gonna, did. It's going to always be that. Like, so. I, I don't know, when I first came into the room to play it, they were like, well, we want to play some Wits and Waggers. And I, I wasn't there when the thing happened, so I just kind of <laughs> looked around confused. Like, but I think you're mispronouncing that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of that other game. I think we got it for you guys. Was it like Splickety Lid or something yeah. like that? Were you yeah. supposed to like get the words backwards or twisted or Do something a, like that? A malapropism or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Where you yeah. put the... Some people are really good at that because they do it all the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for that, that well, game. And I want to check it out. Yeah. And so let's go on to Nick. All right. Well, my like this week is a game of another kind. Um, so I recently got a Google Play gift card. Um, Kind of as a graduation gift, and I was browsing the store. You know, I'm all I'm all about the games, so uh-huh. I wanted to find out um, what would hold my entertainment, hold my um, so Candy Crush. It was not Candy Crush. <laughs> no. Um, was it that panda game that your mom? It was, a, it was none of the above. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, I had fond memories of a genre called uh, like point and click adventure games. Um, okay. So and I found one that I really enjoyed. It was called. Um, the Silent Age, I do remember. Um, so, this game is, it's kind of in two episodes, so, I, I don't know if episodes is the right word, two divisions. So, the first one is just, um, there's like five chapters within it, um, and, they're, and you know, they're all free, and then you pay five dollars to um, get the second episode, and so there's ten chapters total. Um, so, real quick, what is a point-and-click game? So, uh, basically it's a game where you, you control a character... Um, control them only by pointing and clicking to you know to where they'll walk to. Um, oh, kind of like and what they'll those interact Pokemons with. Pokemon's on the Nintendo is that a point and click game? Uh, I wouldn't call it that because you have like arrows to oh, control okay. everything and you battle and there's all kinds of stuff. It's more like um, Club Penguin. Club Penguin point and click. <laughs> <laughs> See uh, that from the past. If anyone's, if anyone's ever heard of Machinarium, Machinarium, I don't know how to pronounce it. That's a beautiful game. That that's exactly the same style. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm it, not familiar with these but at the, all. But the gameplay, okay. the gameplay style is basically you um, walk around um, and find objects in the environment, and then have to figure out how to use those objects. That's the basic puzzle. So it's, it's sort of a side scroller. I mean, in the it's two D. It's two D. Okay. You're not. It's not a first person shooter uh-huh. game. But uh. so, um, but it wasn't really the gameplay that. I mean, the gameplay obviously was fun, and the puzzles were fun. But it's not really that what the, that drew me in. It's the, like the incredible story. So um, this is a story about time travel, mm. which is automatically appeals to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really know that going in, um, which was probably the best. Um, just not knowing too much about the game. So because you just play as a janitor um, named Jim, I believe. Okay. Jim the janitor. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, so pretty pretty unassuming nobody. Um, but you work at a corporation, which is very. Uh, kind of shady and shrouded in mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the story kicks off when you discover um, a time traveler dying in the basement of your um, oh. of your corporations, you know, in a place where you shouldn't be, okay. um, a restricted area. So you start to unravel all these things, and I don't want to give like anything else away, really. Right. <laughs> um, but just it's a time travel story, incredibly well told. Um, and so they actually put the... Um, in the game, they like like I mentioned the um, the gameplay style is you kind of walk around and you know interact with objects and figure out what to do with them. Um, they actually put the time travel mechanic to use in a very interesting way. So you you have a time a handheld um, time travel device that switches between kind of the present and the future. Uh-huh. And so 
um, for like for a certain puzzle, for example, you, you use that and you can take items back and forth between the two and stuff like that. So um, for a certain puzzle, for example, there were vines blocking growing out of a potted plant that were because um, in the future they had had years to grow and they were blocking a door that you needed to get to. Um, so in the past or the present, that is. You would have to find your way into the door, you know, before it was blocked off. Okay. Um, get some paint thinner from inside, and then you go back um, to when the plant was still small in the present, um, and, and dump, the, dump the paint thinner into the plant so that you could get into the door in the future. Oh, okay. So it's like kind of things like that where, you know... What's it called again? Uh, the Silent Age. The Silent Age, Age yes. So I, this... I don't even want to reveal what that title means because that gets too right. much away as well. So is this on... It's on my on Xbox. No, it's on, on my phone? on my phone. Okay, yes, on my oh, Android yes. device. Yeah. And so, I would assume it's on it I, is. iDevices. Okay. Yeah, iOS. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a fantastic, a fantastic story that, like, um, honestly, it had me so engaged just playing through it that um, I spent, you know, a good probably three hours on the first. Day. It's a it's a relatively short game, but um, one that is just like a great concise. Incredibly well-told story, I think. Um, so I, I was so engaged by playing the first chapter that I was like, you know what, I will, in a heartbeat, pay $5, and I just ended up playing the entire thing in one day. Um, mm. I just blasted I'm through it. I'm downloading it now. <laughs> <laughs> so it also has a gorgeous um, kind of minimalist art style, I'd say. Okay. Um, I think you guys are looking at it right now. That I, yeah. I don't know. I love the... I think it's beautiful, and and it's not too flashy, but, you know. Right. Um yeah, and also the writing is really good. Um, the character, yeah, like you can see like the art the, style I now. I do like the art style. Yeah, um, He's sporting a cool mustache, man. Yeah. And the character um, is very because nice. it takes place in the seventies, um, and he's kind of very seventies. Yep. Um, so, like, uh, you know, there's disco balls. So and how 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 uh, how soon did you? Finish the part where it was free. Uh, pretty oh my quickly. Gosh. Yeah, it might have been like two, two to three hours. Okay. I can say. Yeah. So then you pay five dollars to do the second to, part. To get of to the it. second part. Yeah. Okay. And it is kind yeah. of like it's a cliffhanger ending, you know, on the chapter one. And it had, yeah. I had to. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. yeah. I had to get the. I mean, yeah. Hey, five bucks. No, it? totally. Yeah. yeah. And I would. So. Sounds like it was more than worth it. I wonder if there's any all I wanted to do at the end of it was play through the entire thing again and like look for all the things like oh that makes oh, sense right, now right, yeah. you know uh, which, especially with time travel stories which is time travel stories way. you always do that yeah it's like, what did I miss the first time oh yeah now that makes sense it's a very uh, circular story that way okay. that you know everything kind of comes back mm-hmm. in the end and makes total sense so cool yeah so I finished it and, and now you're waiting for the Silent Age two huh yes yes. I, I don't know if it's a thing that'll ever happen, but that would be awesome. <laughs> Any other game from those developers, I would... I was looking at this guy, someone that got a lot of reviews. A lot of people are complaining about the $5, and other people are mocking people for complaining about the $5. <laughs> it's like, it's five bucks. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what do you what do you want? <laughs> I want brave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Well, anyways, that was my like, yeah. All right, cool. Well, that's the silent age on Android and iOS devices, so... Buy it, or actually get it free now and try it out. And see if you like it exactly, and then you know, no, no initial investment is pretty good. All right, so first timey, a newbie, Emma, what is your like? Okay, so I've got a book, which is a shocker. That's, yeah, really. Yeah, <laughs> but it's more than books. Yeah. Okay, so this book is called "The Star Won't Go Out," 
and it is by and about this girl, Esther Earl. And she... So it's like a true story? Yes. It okay. is nonfiction. All right. It is a compilation of diary entries and artwork and stories and letters written about her. She was a... She, she was involved in this community on the internet that I found through YouTube and the Blog Brothers, John and Hank Green. John Green wrote a bunch of books that are yep. famous, like Fault in Our Stars. Mm-hmm. And Hank Green created things like Crash Course and SciShow and VidCon, which is pretty big. And um, so they have a YouTube community, which I stumbled across many years ago. And um, I stumbled across Esther as well. And um, I was rewatching old videos to try to catch up with what was happening in the current videos and all that stuff because <laughs> things make more sense when you go chronologically like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, Unless it's a time travel story. So. Yeah, they did not. <laughs> we can tie it back in. Uh, yeah, 2013 internet didn't have that much time travel on YouTube. <laughs> but um, and I learned that Esther was a girl around 16, 17 years old, and she had thyroid cancer. Mm. So, but she was just this beacon of light and hope, and, you know, she didn't let it get the best of her. And Mm -hmm. a quote of hers that has really stood out to me is, just be happy, Uh, do something that makes you happy. Oh, gosh, I'm butchering it. Uh, Say it as best you remember it. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, pretty much her life motto of sorts was be happy, do stuff that makes you happy, or do nothing with the people who make you happy. Mm-hmm. And um, so she died in... Spoiler I believe, alert! I mean, the book is written oh, okay. after her death, and they... Published posthumously? Yes. I believe it was published quickly, in, like, she... 2013, and I believe she died in 2012 when she was 17. Oh, wow, okay. And she just had this gigantic impact on the lives of so many people because of the internet. Mm. And as you learn when you read the book, which is a compilation, like, the, it has so many different people who have just written, like, just all of these different notes about Esther and how they've mm-hmm. impacted their lives. And cool. as I was reading it... She, it has a bunch of her diary entries and it always goes back to even though this is scary and it sucks like she still has this amazing faith in god Mm -hmm. and all this Mm -hmm. stuff which i would like to (laughs) have that security all the time no matter what right Yeah. yeah and just she just has such an amazing message and the impact and just being able to go back and read those entries that she has either in her diary or like transcripts of YouTube videos she posted. The videos are actually still up on YouTube at oh, okay. Crazy Crayon or something like that. And um, just getting a sense of her personality and who she was and who or and what she has le- left on everyone else that knew her. So, am I right that she is kind of John Green's inspiration for The Fault in Our Stars? He says that, or uh, Hazel in The Fault in Our Stars is not supposed to be Esther, but aspects of her have been inspired by Esther. Okay. 
So yeah, but he likes to make it clear that it is not mm-hmm. Esther's story retold or any of that. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm reading one of the re- reviews of it on the Barnes & Noble site. Just so you can't say we didn't warn you, this star won't go out, will make you sob, unless you don't have a soul. Oh, I totally <laughs> sobbed. <laughs> but it will also make you smile. Yes. It's one of those rare books that will change the way you look at the world, which mm-hmm. sounds exactly like what you're talking about. Yeah, sounds it's cool. just, she has, she really is just a star and a beacon of hope and light mm-hmm. and you know, when the world gets messy, it's nice to have something like that to look at. Yeah, cool. I mean, yeah, like, um, just, like, get someone that was going through, like, pretty much the worst thing imaginable. I mean, I can't think of anything worse to go through than cancer. Um, and then just seeing that she was, you know, making it through and smiling the whole way. Mm -hmm. It's gotta be an inspiration. Yeah. Cool. I like it. There you go. That's the book. The star. The star this, won't go this, out. This, this star, star won't go out. All right. So hey, bringing it home, kind of talking about John Green and yeah. uh, the Fault in Our Stars. I'm going to bring um, my like this week is a movie uh, is out in theaters now. It's called Baby Driver, and the star of this movie is Ansel Elgort, who, who starred in. Who starred in. <laughs> The Fault in Our Stars, the movie version by John Green. stars a lot. (laughs) So yeah, so this is a a new movie. It's uh, directed, uh, I think written and directed by Edgar Wright, who um, has directed some of my favorite movies ever. Um, (laughs) uh, He did the Cornetto trilogy, which is Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and The World's World's End. End. And also one of my, probably one of my all-time favorite movies, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. (laughs) Um, If you haven't seen that movie, I recommend that movie. Um, so yeah, this is a, a this is a, a movie, but it's it's different than his other ones. This is definitely a, on the more of the action thriller mm-hmm. vein. Like I said, it stars Ansel Elgort. He is Baby, and um, he is a driver, and so hence the name of the movie. Whoa. Baby Driver. <laughs> yeah, I see um, what they did there. And I just I just showed him all the um, the preview for it. Um, it's it's a really good movie. Um, I, I mean Edgar Wright is just a really good director. He's a British he's a British director. Um, and he makes really good movies. This movie is uh, shot all in Atlanta, and so you know it's an it's American set mm-hmm. movie, um, kind of like Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Although that was in Canada, so that's that's different. Well, so this North American, North American movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Ansel Elgort. It also has um, Lily James. She's from uh, Downton Abbey and Cinderella and Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, um, <laughs> which is another great movie. Um, but uh, yeah, it's Lily James, um, John Hamm is in it, um, John Bernthal from Walking Dead, um, and then Kevin Spacey from, um, you know, House of Cards and like a lot of good movies, Usual Suspects, yeah, Kaiser Soze. I feel like great movie. I mean, from the trailer, it was pretty clear Kevin Spacey was the bad guy, and I feel like he's really developed that over the years. Yeah, he plays a good being, bad guy. Being a, a bad, bad guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, he's a good bad guy. Um, Did you say Jamie Foxx? Yeah, uh, Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Yeah, um, and it stars a, a, a lot of um, a lot of other people in, in smaller roles, but uh, those are like the main stars. Um, so this kid is—he's uh, a good kid. He's a really good driver. Um, he's kind of owes owes something to Kevin Spacey, and and his, his, Kevin Spacey's like he's like a mob boss, and so mm-hmm. he's trying to like you know clear his his debt. Yeah. Um, so he has to do these—he has to do these. Um, he has to be the driver for all these uh, criminal activities, mm-hmm. um, and and so the, and the crew is always changing, and so he he comes up against a lot of bad guys. 
um, a lot of very very bad guys, <laughs> and um, and he tries to stay as clean as possible mm-hmm. through it all. Um, you know, it's not a big secret, but he's he's a kid who suffers from tinnitus, right. and so he always has headphones in his ears and. And so I got, I mean, I, first of all, I got to talk about the soundtrack. The soundtrack is incredible. <laughs> I mean, I, I bought the soundtrack afterwards. It's like 30 songs. Wow. And so there's like not hardly any scene in the movie does not have music in mm-hmm. it. Because um, like I said, he's always listening to, to music to kind of like drown out the ringing in yeah. his ears. Um, which I was talking to your wife earlier. She could probably relate to that. Right. Um, <laughs> she should become a heist driver. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that would be a great heist driver. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so lots of music, and uh, this movie should win some Oscars for like best sound editing because I read some interview where you know they had to like time all of these stunts and, yeah. and all these driving to the music. Because oh, it's, it's wow. such an integral part of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, another part I love about this movie is it's all like real stunts, real mm-hmm. stunt drivers, real cars, real streets. None of it is like, you know, CGI or anything yeah, like that. Cool. It's all practical stunts. And so that kind of grounds it in some realism and yeah. that kind of makes it even more thrilling if you're like, oh my gosh, these people are really doing right. these these crazy stunts. And, um, and so that's, you know, that's just, I love fast car movies. I love... Um, no, just from the trailer. I love heist movies. Just from the trailer, just the... The, the one stunt where he's going through the alley yeah. or whatever and sliding yeah, yeah. it's like that's cool yeah <laughs> it's, it's really cool um, so yeah it's, it's a really good story um, great acting uh, I highly recommend seeing this movie Edgar Wright's an incredible director yeah. I can't wait for his next movie um, this made it's, it's made twice its budget so far it's only been out for a couple weeks um but hopefully it gets a lot of word word of mouth um, because I think this is a really enjoyable movie. It is rated R um, because of uh, I guess violence and um, language. You can imagine, you know, dealing mm-hmm. with a bunch of criminals, right. you know, the nicest people in the world. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's really really enjoyable. Um, I loved it. I'd love to go see it again. I might try to go see it with you guys if you guys get <laughs> yeah. it tomorrow. Yeah, it is. Um, I'll have to note see. That two of two of them, the uh, recorders at least, will be going to see it tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I wanted to get this in there because I know that Andrew couldn't make it this time, and I know that he saw this movie first and loved it. Oh, so okay. the nice yeah. thought, I'm like, well, you're not going to be in the podcast, so I get to talk ah, about Billy <laughs> Wilder. Um, it. <laughs> it's funny because I, I before I saw the movie, I was listening to um, Simon and Garfunkel, and they have a song called Baby Driver, which is all about that. Oh. I'm like, I wonder if Edgar Wright just like you know listened to the song and said, hey, I like the song. It's about a driver named Baby. I can make a, I can make a whole movie about that. And and lo and behold, the song Baby Driver is, is of course is in the soundtrack, the soundtrack too. Soundtrack, so yeah, um, yeah it, was, it was pretty cool though. But that's yep. kind of funny. But yeah, his name is Baby, and um, and uh, yeah, it's he's a driver. He's a driver. <laughs> um, there you go. That's all you need to know about it. Full circle. Um, but I mean, I, it's you know a little shade under two hours and just kind of like edge of your seat type of thriller mm-hmm. type thing. Cool. Um, the ending gets well. I won't spoil it, but it just gets a little. It falls into some of this movie uh, cliches a little bit, but yeah. I can forgive it because the the leading up the to that was so it. much fun, yeah. and uh, and and really really good ending. Um, the final final moments are really good, so I recommend I recommend it to anybody who likes um, thrillers and action movies and fast cars and um, yeah and and a garage. <laughs> but but I will say that you probably will. Um, your speed will might increase a little bit as you leave the, the theater parking lot after seeing this movie. Um, 
I don't know. I don't, I don't drive like that. <laughs> but you know, doing all the slides and all that on your tires is not very good if you want to like, keep good, your car, no. you know, in tip-top shape. All that driving is not good for your real car, but it sure does look like a lot of fun. There you go. So that's the that's the new movie, Baby Driver. Go see it. It's in theaters, um, and it's better than a lot of movies out there, probably. Um, although there are some good ones out, and yep. and some big ones are coming out soon. Um, but there you go. That's my like for this time. And uh, we'll take a short break, and then we'll reverse it and go through our dislikes. I just played a song from the Baby Driver soundtrack, and like, in fact, all the music um, on this episode will be songs from the Baby oh, Driver soundtrack. I, you were I played all the songs from the Baby yeah, Driver. Yeah, yes. I in fact played all. Two wow. seconds of each song. <laughs> yeah, or so it could just be like a four-hour audio clip. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> probably run some copyright problems. Maybe. Right? Maybe. I don't want to get sued. Hey, so, it's a heist movie. I'm heisting the song. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so we're back, and we're going to talk about our dislikes now. And um, I'm actually going to talk about uh, my dislikes is a movie that has not even been released and won't be released for the next three years. Um, All right. <laughs> but that is the, um, uh, the the new Avatar sequel oh, yeah. that is supposedly coming out. In fact, it's not just one sequel, but he's making right. four sequels yeah, to so this. He's got Avatar 5 planned already. Right. So 2020, yeah. 2021, 2024, and 2025 are when the movies are supposedly to come out. Um, the sad thing is, is that I saw Avatar and I wasn't that impressed with it. Um, it did, you know, push some bounds of movie making mm-hmm. a little bit, but I mean, can you name any character in the movie Avatar? I have never watched the entire movie. Oh, you haven't? Okay. Because I, I, heard, just, I heard so much negative about it. That, yeah. 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 I, I mean, I heard it was a visual spectacle, but that was right. about it. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Avatar World just opened up, I think, in Disney yeah, World. Yeah. And I think they're bringing it to Disneyland. Yeah. And so I guess he's still trying to milk this thing for... But it's been like, what? The first movie came out in 2009. Yeah. So by it's 2020, like that'll be, yeah. it'll be 11 years between sequels. Right. I just heard that he's also trying to make this in um, 3D without oh, the right. need for glasses. So that would be interesting to me, just to that see might be, how That it might works. be the catch to, yeah. for people to bring people in the theater, because he's going to use, like, lasers and, uh, I don't know if some, Beaming like, lasers into your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like this whole series, though, is, like, its whole hook is, like, look at this flashy new visual, visual right. thing, you know? But the problem is that the story was pretty right. lame. It was, like, yeah. dance, Dances with Wolves in Space. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, it's, the story is nothing new. It hasn't been seen before. It's kind of a retread of a, yeah. you know... Um, of, of so many other movies and so it's like that's the problem I think with James Cameron a lot is like he he just relies on the spectacle and, and the story right, gets yeah. left in behind because I mean we all went and saw a Titanic to see the boat sink but the story if you take it down the story the story's pretty lame you know and pretty mm-hmm. stupid yeah. and that was like the worst part of the movie <laughs> and um, but it made a bunch of movie because a bunch of money because of the you know that the special effects are going to be 
cool right, and seeing right, the yeah. the um the ship sink, which spoiler didn't happen until the very end, <laughs> and, and he had to wait through all this other junk to get to it, and uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. And I mean, I mean Avatar was a, a spectacle, but I was like, the story is pretty lame, and mm-hmm. it's like nothing you haven't seen before. Um, but it's like 2020, we gotta wait till tw- and then 2025 for the for the last movie. Right, seems kind of ridiculous and seems kind of I don't know pointless. And I mean, it did make a ton of money. Um, well, that's probably that's yeah. probably what it is. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. That's that's my dislike. It's like really, we I gotta sit through the you know the the um, the trailers of it, the trailers <laughs> and the hype, and yeah. is it gonna is it really gonna come out in twenty twenty? That's like three years. Who knows what's gonna happen right. in three years? Are we are we gonna have a world anymore in three yeah. years? Or are we gonna be like <laughs> well, in a nuclear meltdown with people and stuff like? We're that? good on him so, for planning, but yeah. <laughs> But I don't know. It seems like that takes a, a long time between sequels. And um, there was another director that waited like 16 years between movies. Um, and his name was George Lucas. And we, oh, yeah. we know how that turned out. Uh, <laughs> so. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. That's my dislike. It's kind of a. I was like, I was heard about that. I'm like, really? Why? Why? Yeah. Do we need this? Does the world need this? Does the world even care? <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see. James Cameron's going to try to prove himself. Is it just me, or there are a lot of series that are like driven mainly by spectacle that have like many more entries than anyone really asked for? Like I don't know, Transformers. Look at you, Transformers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have seen. I, so I was. I saw the first Transformers, and then I was like looking at a like a plot summary for Transformers. I'm like, I saw Transformers too. Then I'm like, did I really see Transformers too? Because I'm like, <laughs> obviously it wasn't like, that memorable. I'm like, I don't know if I saw this movie, but was it just a retread of the first one? Uh, yeah, I don't know. And I have not seen any of the other Transformer movies at all. Well, one thing is that they're like three hours long almost, yeah. and um, I. I think Michael Bay in short bursts is about all I can right. handle of Michael Bay, and I don't think I can handle two and a half, three hours of, <laughs> of a Michael Bay movie this much anymore. But yeah, I, have, I like Mark Wahlberg. I, that would be the only draw for me right now is to go see Transformers. Marky Mark. Which, yeah, to see Mark Wahlberg. Um, but still, I, I didn't see the last one. I started watching a thing on te- television. I'm like, this is oh, stupid. I, I turned it off. I can I can't stand the Transformers movies just because. Yeah. It's all spectacle, and and yeah. the fight scene, and the fight choreography is not good. The the cutting between all yeah. the robots, I can't tell who's who and what's right. going on. And yeah, yeah. So anyway, right. Sometimes yeah. less is more. Yes. With that kind of stuff. Yes. Lots of times. Right. <laughs> Most times less is more. Right. So. I mean, to be fair, they are dealing with a um, series inspired by a cartoon whose whole draw was like. Robots that transform from cars into humanoid robots. Robot robots. in disguise. I feel like Spectacle was kind of. It wasn't even thing. a cartoon first. It was just toys. Oh, first. was it really? Yeah, oh, wow. it was just toys. I didn't know that. And then they made a cartoon of the toys. Gotcha. And then they, um, <laughs> and then they made movies out of the cartoon. Of, it was based on toys. So, just a whole marketing machine. Yeah. Oh, another thing. Another movie I think about is like Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, those progressively got worse, and yeah. I didn't even see the last one. I don't have much of a desire I, to. I actually read a review someplace about that the last one wasn't so bad, but, you know, oh. whatever. I, don't, I, mean, I, I won't see it. I don't the first one was so good. Yeah. Well, that, but that was based on a ride at Disneyland that's yeah, been around. Right. <laughs> and they just now are changing that ride. I don't know if you heard about that. They yeah, are, they're, they're, they're revisionist history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I was listening to another podcast, and they're like, well, you know, you make, if you're making the pirates the heroes or whatever, and, they, you know, there are pirates, and but it's like, um, 
all it's all fantasy anyway. So right. why can't we change the fantasy to be something less, <laughs> um, you know, yucky as you know, human trafficking and stuff like that? Right. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> if, if it's all make believe, can we take out the really gross parts of this make believe story? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Okay, take them out. I don't. I don't. I don't really mind that, but I mean that wasn't like the best part. Oh, I can't wait to see the you know the, the women being sold to these pirates <laughs> against their will. I can't wait for that part. It's my favorite part of the ride. Love oh. kids, human <laughs> trafficking. Very yeah. message. Would you guys go see a Space Mountain movie if they released it? Um, I don't. It's got the word space in it, so I'm already <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I don't know. How about uh, It's a Small World After All? No. <laughs> I, I want every see sequel it. of that one. <laughs> Only if it was like a uh, like a, um, a horror movie when the little, <laughs> when the little kids like start attacking and people on the rise start getting like sliced up by these little animatronic <laughs> devils. That's, that's like I feel like out. every time I go on that ride. So. <laughs> and wait a minute. Raise your hand. Have you guys ever been on It's a Small World After I've All? I've never been to Disney. Haven't we? Yeah, yes. I think we have. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, I've never. suffered through it. I am the deprived child times. that has never well, been. To I grew up in Southern California, and my family would take our yearly, probably trip to to Disney Disney World Disneyland. Sorry, mm-hmm. Disneyland. Back before there was even right. was Disney World, and um, back when they had tickets, and they, you know you had to, you could buy however however much money you wanted to spend, you know you get tickets, and each ride like. Some rides were like an e-ticket. Some rides were like an A-ticket, and I think the e-tickets were like the big rides. Yeah, I think so. And you only had like a certain amount, so you could you couldn't go on all the rides you wanted to. So if, unless you had like you know a ton of money, but my family never did, so we had to like pick and choose which the ride we're gonna go on. Did they make you choose? It's a small world. I think because it was like it was like because it was an A-ticket. Yeah, and there was like tons of those. <laughs> like all right, we're going into the small world. And you immediately uh, regretted your decision. Not worth it. Not worth it. Just yeah, especially where the ride like breaks down in the middle, yeah, and so you have to hear the song for like two because hours. Because the song, the yeah. song never breaks down, but the, no. the ride will. Oh, no. Probably could have like traded the tickets to like a family with a bunch of four year olds for yeah. like a ticket that you could actually use. It was good as a kid, but as an adult, I mean, yeah. and as you got older, the things got creepier and creepier. Yeah. <laughs> those little, those little kids. I like did I see that? He look at me. Glowing <laughs> eyes. You know, I mean, Does he have a knife behind his back. <laughs> These guys are gonna try to kill us. I mean, there's the Five Nights at Freddy's series of games now, which is like enti- so almost hard. entirely sp- inspired by yeah. like creepy animatronics because that's what the, the game's all about. Is like animatronics that actually want to kill like you, like Chuck E. Cheese kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. I think animatronics in yeah. general have a creepy vibe about them. Yeah. All right. Well, there you oh, go. That's way off track here. <laughs> That's all right. It's good. It's late, and it was, we can do that. It was all stuff we didn't like, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, Emma, what's your dislike? Is it a okay. small after all? No. Is it the fact you've never been to Disneyland or Disney World? I mean, I've repressed that so much. Okay. <laughs> well, let's keep <laughs> those feelings down. <laughs> yeah, no. So this is an issue that only affects a person in this room, and it is the terrible, terrible phenomenon that is girl pockets in pants. Girl pockets? Girl yeah. pockets. I am not I'm not aware of this. This okay. is why we brought Emily in so that okay. we can be it's made aware. A public service a announcement. Public service announcement. <laughs> yeah. Should we cue the cue the music? Yeah. <laughs> sure. You're the one editing it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any public service announcement type music. Here I can find some Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah, so you guys aren't aware of this because you guys <laughs> Sorry. I was going to keep going. I was going to keep going. Okay. <laughs> so in 
just about any pair of shorts, jeans, sweatpants, dresses, skirts. Dungarees. Yeah, and any sort of thing that might maybe have a pocket in it mm-hmm. that's sold like in the women's section uh-huh. of anything either has a pocket that's like two inches deep so you might be able to cram like a pair of headphones in there okay <laughs> or, um it's like stick of gum it or it's like a fake pocket so it looks like there's a pocket uh, there but like so and it's like everywhere so it's super annoying <laughs> like i just want you know a pair of pants that i can put my phone in so I don't have to carry my bag around my house. I'm wearing my male privilege right now. <laughs> yeah, cargo yeah, no. shorts with lots of pockets. Yeah, what, 12 <laughs> pockets, and I have maybe one that fits my right. phone. <laughs> but, yeah, so... So there was a women's march on Washington recently, and I didn't hear anything about... You didn't see those signs? Pocket equality. <laughs> pocket size equality at all. Man, it's the real issue There was here. a section in there. Was there? Was yeah. there, section? there were a lot of people there. there was, I'm sure there was. I cannot be Have the you discussed this with a lot of your female friends about how yes, small pockets are? constantly. And um, I do a decent amount of shopping at like thrift stores. Mm-hmm. So when I can find a pair of pants that might be guys pants might be girls pants who knows but they have like actual pockets, pockets. <laughs> it is the most amazing thing ever <laughs> so but. i think it's a conspiracy with the um the purse manufacturers that you know why do you need pockets when I, you have a purse so it's like it. instead of putting pockets in your jeans we'll just upsell you a nice purse to go with it oh it totally is the old planned yeah. obsolescence huh? R. This could be a failed conspiracy by the fanny pack industry. <laughs> That's it. You solved it. No, I just don't a want fanny to... pack. You know that'll. Uh, I'm got to my to, <laughs> to our British listeners, I'm sorry for that. Uh, yeah, crassword that they use for fanny pack. But we're in America, so we have fanny packs. Yeah, no, I just want to be able to like. Do we still have them? Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, I, I saw one in I elementary s- school. For I saw pack. one last night. All right. In Walmart. <laughs> surprise, the, surprise. Place to see him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I just, I just want to be able to, like, do whatever I have to do with both of my hands while standing up and listen to something on my phone without having to try to, like, find some way to hold my phone, like, under my armpit. Or now, is this doing whatever like, you have to do, um, referring to your heist driving? While you're listening to Yes, it's her high driving. Uh, yeah, 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 I mean... Baby I don't have driver a doesn't have this problem. We've got a theme for this episode. <laughs> yeah, baby driver has pockets. <laughs> Why can't the, everyone else? Emma would be the worst heist driver ever because she doesn't even know how to drive. <laughs> Much less drive the, fast. <laughs> Why not make me you the guys, best You guys talked about Carla being a heist driver. I think... She wouldn't be a good one because she'd be late to all the... <laughs> <laughs> You'd be sitting there waiting outside of the bag of money over your shoulder like, where's my driver? <laughs> she had to do this one thing. I have this one thing, thing, to do. thing to do. I'll Just be there on time, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so it's annoying mm-hmm. and it's need. it's something that needs to be fixed. Well, I feel like the worst part of this is like the... Um, or we need to buy you a purse. Yeah. I have a purse. I just don't want to have to carry it around my house when I'm doing laundry. <laughs> no, that's, that's pretty true. Or washing the dishes or cooking or doing all these other things that are very domestic sounding now that I'm saying them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like um, the worst part is the um, like fake pockets. Like That's the ultimate apparel oh, screw. Yeah. 
Like, like if I'm oh. buying a pair of pants <laughs> online or something, and I'm like, awesome, these have pockets in the front, and then I get them. <laughs> so, so I feel a little bit of your pain with, like, some, you know, suit jackets have a pocket, and then it right, turns yeah, out yeah, to yeah. not be your pocket. It's like, so I can understand. But then you have pockets in your pants. But then there are actual pockets in my I mean, pants. Yeah. And, and, with the and there's usually a pocket on the inside. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just feel your pain a tiny bit. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess I could just hand everything that I need to carry to Nick. That's what my wife does. Just hands everything she needs to carry to me. So That's the real reason why I have you. That's right. We need to do a female line of cargo shorts. Do you yeah. have big cargo pockets to put them in? It'd be a tiny bit more flat. Well, there was a lot of backlash on the hipster community against cargo shorts. Oh, yeah. Why? Because cargo shorts. Because they look stupid? They may look stupid, but I don't so care. So is the guy who's wearing jean shorts? <laughs> and there's a big backlash against jean shorts also? Or jorts? Jorts, as they call jorts. them? Jorts. Yep. Well, I, I don't know. I love cargo shorts. That reminds me of the Office episode when... Um, oh, my gosh. Michael Scott, when he buys the suit, and it turns out to be a woman's suit. It's like, yeah, I, I just noticed that the pockets aren't really real. So that's pretty funny. Yeah, I, I guess. I can stick a nickel in my pocket. There you go. <laughs> so, well, there you go. So we feel your pain. Not really. The struggle is real. The struggle is real. <laughs> Hashtag the struggle is real. I mean, I'm wearing shorts with no pockets right now. I, I feel the pain. Yeah, but you have a choice to do yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, you have yeah. a choice. That's right. <laughs> I'm just saying momentarily. Mm-hmm. Where's your sympathy, Nick? Yeah. Where's your sympathy? Come on. All right. What's your, <laughs> what's your dislike? Uh, okay. So, uh, kind of obscure, I guess. But, um, so my dislike is, um, the terror that is Snapchat hot dog man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. I so, um, yeah. Uh, Emma will show the other... Um, podcasters, what I'm talking about, but and we'll put a link on it. Maybe can you know something from Snapchat? Maybe people know about it. I'm know. finding. I'm sure well, you can find an image somewhere out yeah, there about yeah. Hot Dog Man. Um, Snapchat Hot Dog Man. Okay. Yeah. So um, there have been. So I have lots of friends who like to show me memes, right? There have been an incredible like. Okay, so first I should get some background. In, on Snapchat, there's a filter. There's these filters, right? Some of them like distort your face and stuff, and then some of them like add little 3D 3D characters or objects to the world, okay. basically. Yeah. So there's, there's one man you guys are being shown that's... Okay. The creation of man, um, right? Michelangelo's creation. That's a little dancing hot dog man. Uh, I believe he's wearing headphones. Yeah, mm-hmm. he does green a little, headphones. Does a, little, does a little boogie. So it always appears the same. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, there's been a recent like influx of memes and photos um, with the hot dog man. meme account, actually. And I don't know why it's, like, a, a new thing all of a sudden, because he's been around a while, but all of a sudden there's just, like, people are making him into this almost, like, a horror world. movie monster. <clears throat> so, like, someone, um, I saw one recently that was, like, someone, him in the toilet, and just be like, he won't die, he won't die. Um, and, and, like... Um, <laughs> so are you rallying against Hot Dog Man? No, I'm just, I'm just very confused. You want this the madness a, to stop? This is kind of a cheat dislike, because I kind of think oh, it's okay. funny, but... <laughs> We never do that. We always, yeah, we always <laughs> are dislikes by the are real dislikes. But, but I just think really it's dislike. really strange and kind of hilarious. Um, like there was another meme that was, um, a man like waking up from a coma, and the hot dog man's the one who's greeting him from the coma, and he's just terrified. I don't know. It's a weird thing out there. But were you aware of this, Emma? This trend? 
Yeah, because I also started have the same. I did not start it. Emma started it. I have the same friends. <laughs> so, yeah. Emma's like, but, I don't have pockets. I'm going to start this thing that will piss people off. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to get back at society. No, but I did just find a picture of Hot Dog Man driving a car, it looks like, and his the caption says, screen. help, I'm being kidnapped. So <laughs> his hands are positioned to look like okay. they are controlling mm-hmm. the steering wheel. I don't want to sound like an old person, but that sounds like the steep, stupidest thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm... Yeah. It's, it's pretty dumb. I'm, it's very I'm, dumb. It's not even funny. I mean, it's not even that clever, I think. I mean, I like I think the hot dog man, man okay. in the creation of Adam was... Pre- I mean, the creation of man was pretty funny, reaching out to touch yeah. Adam, but but that's just like, I don't know. No, yeah, I'm, I'm just fascinated as to why this is happening, I would say. I don't know. I yeah. just wanted to highlight this trend in society. I thought it was very important <laughs> to mention this. So, I think uh, I found one of the memes that you might have been shown. Or something closer to something that you might have been shown. Yeah. It's Hot Dog Man talking to someone. I can't tell who it was. It's, a pho- it's photoshopped on to the face of a guy who's talking to a girl. Mm-hmm. Like, you look different today. Yeah, I'm not wearing ketchup and mustard. So I look like a completely different person. So that's the problem I have with memes. They're, <laughs> they're poorly written jokes. Yeah. And no, the pl- proliferation of memes, there's only a few hits, and most of them are misses. And it dumbs down it, yeah, everyone. It does. <laughs> so I, I, I think agree. I, mm-hmm. I'm going to call for better uh, meme writers. To, That's to our make, real dislike here is just bad memes. Dumb, bad, memes. bad memes. Yeah, right. come on, people. Don't be so lazy. Get clever. Get clever. Yeah. I tend to like ones like that are more within a cer- a smaller group of people like my friend made a meme of one of our teachers from high school and that's kind of been See, if it's an around. inside joke yeah, then it's like, kind of funny. Yeah, like I like them more when it's like right, an inside yeah. joke instead of something that's blasted all over the internet and you can find 70,000 Reddit pages dedicated to that meme. Right. But, yeah. um, well, and lots of them like I feel like disobey the basic rule of comedy that like random does not equal funny. Right. Well, like yeah. <laughs> right. If if they're anything, if the internet's anything, and if memes are anything, they're random, and often it's just kind of like you get right. sick of all this randomness, and it's not funny at all. Yeah, because the problem is, it's like, and and I've seen, you know, my son, one of them, and some other, they just sit there and flip through memes, like, and like, I I don't want, that doesn't seem enjoyable to me to flip through all these dumb memes to find one good one. Yeah, because yeah. like it's like you're being exposed to so much bad comedy that you find a one, one right. gem, but. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's way, way, way better ways to spend my time right. than flipping right. through bad memes <laughs> to find one good one. And it really is not a good one. It's just you've seen so many bad ones that you find one that's okay and right. that seems like the funniest thing you've ever seen before. It's like really not. Because your standards have been lowered. So exactly. Much. But then you show yeah. somebody and they're like, uh, and you're like, what? It's so funny though. No, it's, no, it's not only funny because you've you've seen the worst <laughs> and the worst. You need to wait until like 3 a.m. when everything's funny to look through well, them. That's true. <laughs> but then, yeah. <laughs> your standards are even lower. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Then the wall is as, funny. <laughs> as, as someone said, nothing good happens after midnight. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, bring it on right. home, Russ. What's your dislike? All time? right, well, you're probably going to disagree with me, but uh, uh, we went to a concert recently um, in I FedEx am, Field. I'm going to disagree vehemently. And um, we, we saw you two at FedEx Field, 
and I thought the visuals were fantastic. I thought the, uh, you know, the the structure of the concert and everything was fantastic, but I thought that the audio was not good at all, especially at the end. I don't know what happened, but the audio mix was just weird um, to me. And I don't know if it's FedEx Field. I don't know if it's if they were having some kind of problems. You didn't think that there was anything wrong I didn't. with it, I, but of course I'm a I'm a seasoned pro at concerts, and, and right. that is. I mean, I will say you do lose audio quality in an outdoor concert yeah. venue. I mean, immediately you're going to have is like when he was when Bono was talking. I mean, you just heard um, it, it bouncing the off the, 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 the bouncing off the walls and stuff like that. You know, you heard the echo of what he was yeah. saying. So you automatically lose quality. But I I understood about ninety percent of what he was saying. Oh yeah, I, I understood lots of what he was saying. It was it was the actual songs. That was like the instrument mix and stuff. The instrument. I don't know. There was something weird about um, one of the last songs that it. It seemed to me like a different song was creeping in there somewhere. And then, then when they went into elevation, mm. it's like I know that song, and mm-hmm. it didn't sound like elevation to me to begin with. Um, and just was. Well, you do know that they do sometimes mix things up a little bit in yeah. the arrangements and stuff like that. But even even show. even when they were into yeah. the chorus part of it, it uh-huh. was like. There's something just off. I don't know. And maybe it was yeah. just the the echoing, bouncing, you know, yeah. stuff. I don't know. So I found I found my enjoyment of the concert diminished slightly because mm. of that, and because you know I I went and saw them in Philadelphia with you, or was it Philadelphia? Yeah, Philadelphia, yeah, Philadelphia with that, you. But that was indoors. And that was, was indoors. Definitely less people. And and I'm, and I'm just a much better in right. you know experience for for all of it to me. So, but uh, so I don't know. I just. I guess my dislike is just outdoor concerts at FedEx Field, maybe. maybe, uh, maybe. <laughs> although, although the Lumineers sounded great, I thought, but they have a different style of yeah, definitely. Of music. Uh, you know, they were they opened for you too. Um, and you know, if you if you notice that the the the, the sound levels were definitely down right, for them, right? So, so yeah, when you crank things up, um, you know, you are going to get that reverberation. But I, I mean, I saw as far as outdoor concerts, I thought it sounded pretty good for an outdoor concert um and because i'd been to ones that sounded really really bad that you mm. couldn't hardly hear that like everything was like what i don't like is when they like when they push up like the bass and the drums and then, oh, and yeah. then you lose everything else right. and all you hear is that big yeah, it's just, I like, just like, like thumbs mm. in your ear and you just you don't hear any of this you can't hardly hear the singer can't hear the guitars, right, yeah. you know because they, they're pushing that bass and, and and that so much so i've been to concerts like that but yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought the spectacle was enough that outweighed the the bad stuff. Oh yeah, because and, and that I stage was amazing. Was fantastic, yeah. but uh, and that stage was amazing. That screen was like that's incredible. The, I guess that's the biggest screen ever on tour of yeah. any band. So wow, it was it was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. Right. Um, I don't know how tall how tall was that? It was because they were very tiny. And yeah, they were like. This tall in front of it, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It was probably like oh, hundred wow. feet. Yeah, no, I'm the type of person like I go to concerts and the first thing I notice are like the stage lights and the different effects that they have. Yeah, up. So and I'm sure that has to do with the tech theater stuff. And I went to this one show and I saw like a really cool light tower and I took a picture of it and I sent it to Allie because I knew she would appreciate uh, it. Yeah, no, it was the, the staging was great. It was, it was, and they had just all these fantastic videos going on this amazingly huge you know video screen mm-hmm. and, and all of it was choreographed with the music and yeah and you know youtube does that great anyway so 
and that was um, uh, Anton Corbin who um, like did a lot of the a lot of the the video stuff. Mm. Um, he's the one that fo- photographed the original Joshua Tree yeah. album and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, back in the day, so he came back and yeah, and so then, it was a good homage yeah. to yeah, the I mean Joshua Tree stuff. So yeah, as far as like the audio, I mean, if you you're gonna you're gonna sacrifice some of that for the the grandness of the of the, yeah. of the, of the, <laughs> the spectacles kind of thing, um, and so. But like I said, I, I've been to I've been to a lot of outdoor concerts, and as far as outdoor concerts mm-hmm. go, I thought that, and I didn't notice that at all. I'm pretty familiar with their music, so I didn't notice <laughs> any of that, like out any of that other odd thing. So maybe it's just um, I don't know. Well, I know I wasn't the only one. So yeah, okay. Well, there you go. Yep. So that's it. All right. Well, that has been our show for this time. Uh, thank you, Emma, for joining us and lending your. Um, your female perspective to it. And tiny pockets. And tiny pockets. <laughs> this episode sponsored by the heist industry. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, we talked a lot about that. So, um, we will catch you next time where, um, Polly won't have another podcast this month. Um, some of us are going out of country. Um, but we'll be back um, in August. Uh, until then, enjoy the rest of your summer until you hear from us again. And thank you for joining us this time. Um, I'm Tim. I'm Russ. I'm Nick. And I'm Emma. And we're out of here. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Pumping Irony Podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or any other podcast program. You can leave a positive review and a rating for us on iTunes if you like what you hear. You can interact with us on our website at www.pumpingironypodcast.com or on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash pumpingironypodcast. We'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on Twitter by searching at Pumping Irony Pod.